Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is November 11th, um, Wednesday. We got a very exciting player joining us from the black and gold. He's had such a great breakout season for the LAFC players, a team. Um, he's been a very exciting player to watch, and we have him here, and he goes by the name Danny Masevsky. Danny, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Gio? Man, excited, excited to have you, man. You've had a, an incredible season. I think you're one of the positives that is a whole 2020 season to come out for from LAFC and the black and gold, and I know fans are wanting to get to know you more. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it, man. I'm here. You know, I'm loving L.A. so far. So, yeah, I want to get to know, you know, the fans and everything, too. Yeah, man. I know we're, we're talking like pre-chat and stuff. Um, I know you, you come from Vegas and I, I want to get to know a, a little bit how, about how your life was there. I know you went to UNLV and then mm-hmm. obviously you got drafted. Can you talk to us about your, your early hood, living in Vegas and then eventually coming over here? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Vegas. I moved there when I was two years old. Um yeah, and I just pretty much grew up there my whole life, and uh, it was it was pretty normal, you know. It's Vegas, like uh, outside of like the Strip and downtown, you know. It's just kind of like a normal normal city, you know. I live like in the suburbs, so um, I kind of had like a normal normal upbringing in that in that way. And then yeah, then I played for my local college team. Um, uh, it was big for my parents to get a full ride uh, scholarship to play soccer, and UNLV was. Uh, you know, the only team that really offered that a full ride. So that was like, that was like my decision, like, okay, I'm going to go because, you know, to get a free education, that was something that was very uh, important to, to me and my family. So I ended up going there and uh, yeah, I had a good experience, played four years there, um, went, you know, played an NCAA tournament two times and, uh, and yeah, then got drafted. Yeah, how how do you feel like the your time at UNLV like helped you like because um, it's it's not so traditional nowadays, right? To go to go to college, play four years, and then go to the MLS. Typically now there's academies and different things like that. Yeah. I feel like you have such a unique path. Can you talk about your time at UNLV and UNLV and what you learned there? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, nowadays especially, you know, it's academy. Like if you're not playing academy, it's very hard to to break into the MLS. Um, I didn't really play academy because I I was at a young age. So I was like uh, middle school, high school. My parents didn't really, didn't really see that so much as an option for me. I don't think they ever really were seeing me to, to ever get, you know, this high in soccer. They knew I was good and they knew I could play college, but I don't know if they were thinking I would end up, you know, playing in the MLS. Um, So like they never really pushed that for me to play in an academy. So I literally just played high school soccer, you know, some of my friends and uh, ended up doing really well. And just, I think I just slowly but surely just kept doing well at every level that I was playing at, uh, just kept progressing. And then, you know, it led to me, uh, you know, being drafted. Yeah. 
And I don't, I don't think you know this, but you have a Galaxy fan. Yes, LA Galaxy fan oh, that supports okay. you and is, is a fan of you. And the reason why is because you went to UNLV and he's, a, he's an alumni. He's a Rebel alumni. Oh, is he? So okay. he, he told me to tell you that he, he's, you're the only LAFC player a jersey he would wear. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, so you're you're kind of bringing both teams together because he's a diehard fan for the LA Galaxy. And I was like, when he told me that, I was like, okay. I'm bringing the peace. Yeah, exactly. I'm bringing the peace between Galaxy and LAFC. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I thought that was interesting. I was like, because I was telling him, I was like, I'm going to get to talk to him. He's like, you got to tell him. You got to tell him. He's the only player. I was like, I'll I'll let him know. Um, But I like like your story because I, I feel like, even if players don't go through the academy and they do well, right? Because I, I feel like you're a player that puts in the work and not many people know knew about you and up until now. You've been putting the work through college. I know you got drafted by San Jose and then you even played at USL. Can you talk about your time at USL and then eventually transitioning back to the MLS? Yeah. Um, yeah, USL was just a learning experience. You know, that was... Um you know, that was, that wasn't a time for me to, you know, prove myself to try to get into the MLS. That's what every USL player is doing. That's, that's what every single player is doing. They, their dream is, you know, to play into the MLS. That's, that's the promotion you, you know, you're trying to get to. And uh, yeah, that was just a big <clears throat> learning experience for me, you know, and uh, yeah. And then, you know, breaking into MLS, it's been good. I know people are starting to see what I'm doing now, uh, you know, on a big stage and, some people are calling it, you know, like an overnight success, but, but I know, you know, more than anyone that none of it was overnight, you know, it was a lot of years of hard work and, uh, and dedication and just sticking with it. Um, and, you know, now I'm starting to see uh, some success from that. Yeah. And obviously you ended up getting picked up by uh, LAFC this past December. I'm curious to know, like, when, when did you know you got on the radar and what other teams we're looking at you and obviously um, uh, the season LAFC record season, breaking every single record they had. Um, when did, mm-hmm. when did you find out that they were interested in you? Um, so I found out in the off season and uh, so, yeah, like I, I had a good uh, last season in the USL. Um, I didn't know if the call from the MLS was going to call like from, from whether it was from San Jose earthquakes because uh, Reno was their affiliate team. Um, you know, so I was thinking the call was maybe going to come from them. Um, but yeah, but when I was going into the offseason, honestly, I was just preparing to to play another season at USL. I hadn't heard anything from MLS teams until um, my agent, you know, he would kind of tell me like, oh, hey, um, you know, this team's interested in you. And then he's, one of them came up, LAFC is interested in you. And I was like, they, they wanted me to go on a trial in Phoenix. Um, but I was working through an injury in the offseason. So I unfortunately told them like I couldn't go to the trial. And I thought, you know, that was the end of that. When was this? Then, what, uh, what, what what date? When was this? Uh, this was early early November, early November. Yeah, so I I, I thought that was that, and then uh, fast forward a few weeks, and uh, I got a call from my agent, and he had just told me that LAFC wanted to sign me to a first team deal, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's do it, you know, because especially yeah, with last year how they were so successful and uh, you know won the supporter shield and. And in my eyes, they were the best team in MLS. So when they told me, like, they wanted to sign me, I was like, let's do it. You know, let's make it happen. Yeah, obviously kind of like a no-brainer, you know, the best team in MLS yeah. wants to sign you. So uh, you coming into this, uh, obviously, uh, at the start of the season, so there was uh, Adama Diamande. Obviously, I don't know if BWP was in the mix just yet. Obviously, Carlos Vela. 
Um, what was your mindset going in to start the season because of those big names, obviously Diego Rossi, but the position you played essentially was already filled by, and then and it was already depth. So what was your mindset going right. into the, the season? Yes. I mean, so when I came in, yeah, I think like you said, it was, I was, uh, it was a little under the radar. There weren't many people who really knew. I'm not even sure if the coaches like Bob and all of them had really even seen me play. They said they'd seen video. It was, I think more John uh, Thorrington, our GM. He was the one who kind of recruited me. So like the, co like no one really knew what I could do or like what kind of player I really was. So, you know, I had to come in and, and prove myself. So that was what I kind of set out to do from the start was just to, to work really hard in training. Um, and, and just showcase what I could do in training. And little by little, I think the coaches, um, you know, saw that I was a good player and that they were giving me opportunities to, you know, get in, uh, you know, off the bench. So I was just trying to to make a difference when I, you know, got on the field. And, uh, and then, yeah, then you score a few goals and all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to regularly play in the lineup. So, uh, yeah, that's just what I tried to do is just to, you know, to come in and just uh, let my presence be known and make a difference. Yeah, obviously. So there, there was a lot of things that happened and it essentially kind of broke your way. Right. So we had um, at the MLS's back tournaments where you made your debut against Houston. So it was I feel like you're a player that took advantage of, of the opportunities. Right. Because uh, coming into it, you had uh, going into the tournament. Obviously, we knew Vela Vela was not was not going to be available. Um, BWP and Adama Diomande looked like to be the strikers. But then Adama Diomande gets the injury. Uh, right after he subbed in, uh, he he got subbed in, and then you come in. I think like ten minutes later. Um, what what was your mindset? Obviously, when you found out that Adama Diomande wasn't wasn't going to be with the team, obviously mm -hmm. knowing that Vela wasn't there, moving forward, I think uh, you more than anybody knew what was going on. And this was your opportunity. Us, I was I was here in the media and fans. Like I said, we hadn't heard about you or essentially right. saw you. Right. Yeah. I mean. You never want to see a teammate go down first and foremost. So, yeah, when I saw Dio go down, my first initial reaction was I felt bad. Um, and then the next reaction was I was going into the game. So, like, I didn't have too much time to think about it. But uh, one thing that I, I'll credit myself on was I was always mentally there. You know, like you said, it was BWP and Dio. Those were, like, the our starting nine. So, I was just the whole preseason and the whole time I was here, I was just staying focused and uh, – you know, just being ready and trusting that that my time would come that, you know, something something might weird happen and I'll get my opportunity. And, you know, the best thing that you could do is be prepared when you get that opportunity. So I feel like I was prepared in that moment. Uh, I went in and, uh, you know, I, I didn't score in that game, but, you know, I feel like I, I had a decent showing and, uh, you know, show the coaches that, uh, you know, I could play at this level. Yeah, and obviously you 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 came off the bench, uh, obviously to get to get your minutes in, and then then I believe you got your first goal against uh, San Jose, um, which is which is a team that drafted you. So how how was that kind of like you know obviously they sent you to USL for whatever the reason what was going on, and then you come to LAFC and you score your first goal against San Jose. How how, was, how did that feel? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a weird feeling. And I hadn't really taken it all in until after the game. But yeah, I, I was uh, my very first professional contract was actually with San Jose MLS contract. They sent me on loan for the whole year. And then at the end of the year, uh, they didn't pick up my option and they cut me. Um, so obviously that hurts. I mean, I think anyone could relate to that. You know, if you've been fired from a job, you know, you're like, you don't want to take it personally. But like, you know, if you're a competitive individual, you do take that personally. So, um, you know, so then to go through USL, climb through the ranks and then, you know, get to LAFC and then play them and then score against them. It was it was a, it was a good feeling. And, uh, 
and yeah, I mean, I still, I still have a good relationship with the guys there and even the coaches, but yeah, it was in the, in the game, you know, it happened and, and I was, I was definitely happy for that. Yeah. And obviously you, you've, you've came off the bench, uh, the first couple games and you, you score against, I believe against, against Portland. And that's when I really started seeing you because you, you're, you're a, pay, you're a player that maximize your time there. Like if it was 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, I really felt like you impacted the game. And that's when I was like, okay, starting to pay, pay more attention to you. Um, and it just showed, I think just your work rate and everything that you've done, um, talk to me about when Bob Bradley noticed, uh, uh, obviously in practice and what was, what were some of those early conversations, um, uh, with Bob Bradley? Yeah. So at first there was, there was a bit of a learning curve when I first came in. Cause you know, it, it's, it's not easy to just plug in as the number nine on LAFC. There's a lot more to that position than people see, you know, on TV, there's a lot of tactics, um, a lot of timing and stuff that, you know, yeah, exactly. People watching, you don't realize it. And I think I had a bit of a learning curve at first where Bob was trying to get me to see things a certain way. And uh, but yeah, slowly but surely over time, each and every day, I just came with that learning mindset that I was there to learn. And uh, and Bob helped me a lot with that. And he's he's complimented me now, um, you know, lately saying that, you know, I've gotten a lot better um, tactically a lot since uh, since the first day when I was here. So I'm just looking to improve on that and just uh, keep getting better with that. Yeah, and you, you've rapidly just grown and grown and grown. And you got player of the week when you scored two goals against Seattle. Um, and you also, you know, you got an assist, so you got player of the week. And I think that just speaks for itself, right? You impacted the game. You The team essentially won because of, of what you did on the field. Uh, obviously, credit goes to the rest of the players. How did it feel to know that you got player of the week that week in MLS? It was a good feeling. Um First and foremost, you know, I was just like you said, I was happy to get the win. You know, I feel like, oh, during that time, that was when we had uh, our guys out on international break with Diego, Brian, um, Cheeky and Sifu. So they were gone. And so I knew that um, the guys who were going to you know, end up stepping in had to had to show up. You know, we at that time in the season, we were fighting for a playoff spot. So I knew it was important for us to you know show up in those games. And and uh, yeah, I was able to get two goals and assist that game. And, and we beat Seattle. Yeah, so I mean, I think that, and then you ended up getting the the start. Um, um, when did when did Bob Bradley tell you when you got the start? I know it was over over BWP, and I think to me, like to me, it just kind of happened so fast. So you know, you're you're, you're progressive, growing so fast, and just in the season, and it's it's very unique to see, obviously in a good way. So when Bob Bradley gave you that start, how did that feel? It felt good. Um... Yeah, I didn't even know I was really starting in, in training. You know, we go through practice games and you could tell like if you're on the starting team. So like I, I noticed that Bob was always putting me on the starting team. And I was like, all right, like, am I going to be starting in, the, in these next couple games? And then and then, you know, sure enough, when we do the lineups before the games uh, the, or the day before the games, I, you know, I was starting. And, and that was a good feeling because, I mean, ultimately, that's what you work for as a player. You don't work to be a bench player. You know, every player wants to compete and and vie for that starting position. So, um, you know, when you get that, it's rewarding. And, uh, and yeah, I just want to keep doing that. And, and like you said, I want to keep learning. I feel like I've been showing good progress so far, but, but I feel like I'm, I'm just getting started. You know, I feel like I'm going to just keep getting better, keep learning. There's so many great players, great coaches that I'm learning from. And I feel like that's attributed to uh, that fast progress. 
Yeah, talk talk to me about uh, you as a striker. Like, define yourself as a striker, because uh, I mean, there's there's a couple of different strikers on this team. Um, how, how's your style? We know you can score goals, but t- talk to me. What, what type of striker do you see yourself as? Um, I see myself as a little bit of of everything. A little bit of a hold up striker, someone who can connect and link passes. But uh, but ultimately, what I pride myself on is scoring goals. You know, teams always need a guy who could just close and do the job and finish around the net, you know, when the team needs it. Um, we, our team already has a lot of great players that could do all the other little things with Edward Atuesta, uh, Diego, um, Mark Anthony K. We have all those guys who could do those little things, but, you know, in a game, uh, you know, a high intense game, you know, you need that striker to just be ruthless and, uh, and be clinical in the box and, and put goals away and close out games. So I feel like uh, I just, pride myself on being uh just a true goal scorer yeah i mean you, you've shown it you got five goals and one assist and i mean the short even shorter season for you the way the way you broke out um how is it playing alongside diego rossi carlos vela brian rodriguez because i feel like each individual one um has its own unique styles right so how is it yeah. playing uh with carlos vela we'll go with carlos vela first yeah I'm a very lucky individual to have these guys as teammates. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that right now. Like I, like I said, I feel like I've learned so much in this year just from watching them, what they do in training. Carlos, especially Diego, BWP. I'm very lucky to be a 24 year old kid learning from these guys who are doing so well, and you know they're at the best. You know, so who better to learn from than the best? You know, so um, Carlos, yeah, like you just his decision-making is something that I've learned from a lot. Like he does a pass and like, maybe I never even thought to do that pass, but Carlos did it. And I was like, and you just kind of take like a mental note, like, okay, that passes on. Like that's something that I didn't see before, but now I see it because Carlos is doing it. Um, but yeah. It, and then, you know, I could say the same for you know, Diego, BWP, even Bob. I just pick up little things that they do and they teach me. And, and uh, you know, sometimes maybe they don't even realize they're teaching me. I feel like I'm an observant, individual so like I always just observe and and I try to learn and soak things in and uh and yeah it's helped me for sure uh, in the in the short term and I'm sure in the long term as well as a player yeah and uh, obviously Diego Rossi he won a golden boot winner so he he's a proven goal scorer as well um the way he scores goals and obviously he's out on the wing um what have you learned from him and obviously knowing where he wants the ball where do you want the ball how are those conversations with you and Rossi yeah it's just easy to play with Diego. He he's he's such an intelligent football player, especially for his age. He's what twenty two or twenty, maybe just turned twenty three. For his age, he is so intelligent, and uh, that's one thing I've taken from Diego. Um, our conversations are are pretty simple. Like he, you kind of see what Diego gives you, and then you kind of play off that. So he makes it really obvious, you know, what's what's presented, and uh, and I kind of just go off that. And yeah, like you said, he's a proven goal scorer. He's the Golden Boot. We have Carlos, who was a golden boot winner, and now Diego. And uh, these are just great guys to learn from for me as a striker, man. I'm, I'm, Like I said, I'm learning from the best right here. So just trying to soak yeah. it in. Yeah, and obviously BWP, obviously he, his historic, he uh, essentially just revived his career with, with, uh, with LAFC. Um, what have you learned from him, obviously being one of the veterans from the team? Yeah. BWP, I would probably say I've learned the most from because he's my position, center forward, number nine. He's... I would say, you know, we're the same type of forward as well, a clinical goal, sc- goal scorer in the box, so I think. So, yeah, we've always, like, right when we came in, me and BWP have gotten along really well. He's, uh, I feel like he's always looked out for me. He's tried to help me with, like, little things when I have questions. And, uh, 
And uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd say like taking me under his wing a little bit, but uh, he's always happy, you know, when I score and I'm always happy for him when he scores. And, and uh, yeah, right now he's, yeah, he's like 35 and he's like getting there towards the end of his career. But uh, like you said, he's just had a great comeback year and, and I just want to learn, you know, learn from everything that he does. And, and he helps me out a lot for sure. Yeah. And obviously there, there's, there's just so much talent. I, I feel like you're definitely um, obviously you're getting everything you deserve because I, I, you're, 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 what we see obviously on this side is that you're, whenever you come in, like I said, you've impacted the game you put in there and obviously you're enjoying everything that's coming your way. Now let's talk about your nickname. I heard you the, the call you the moose. What do you, what do you think about that? Is that, is that, is that okay to call you the moose? Yes. Yeah. It's very okay to call me the moose. At first I didn't know how I felt about it. I was just like, what? Like, and then I noticed slowly <laughs> the fans all started calling me and like, they all kind of hopped on. So then I kind of started liking it, you know, and the fans started calling me by it a lot. So now I like it, you know, now I run with it, you know, the moose. It's all right. It's a, it's a cool nickname to me. <laughs> <laughs> is there, is there any other nicknames that, that you've, you've had along, along your career? Is that, is that the only one that's uh, stuck? That's that's the only one that stuck. People have asked me like, "Have you had any other nicknames?" And I'm like, "Nah, not really. The moose is like the only one that's actually stuck." So I like it though. Yeah, it, no, it's, I mean it's exciting, especially when um when when fans are give you that nickname, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is what it is." And I was like, "All right, let's cool. Let's let's gonna stick with yeah. it because I know I know uh, you haven't necessarily experienced the LAFC 32, and obviously everybody yeah. who knows LAFC knows about this fan base." I'm assuming you've been to the, to the games early this season. Um, how how is it obviously coming into here, but yet not experiencing it? But you know, you know that fan base is there. How excited are you to play in front of them whenever we can? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm so excited for that, man. That's like, that's one of the biggest, um, you know, the highest priority experiences as a soccer player. You know, to play in front of fans. That fans make the game. Like, what what is soccer? You know, without the fans, so. I'm just excited to be back, and especially our fans on top of that. They're not just regular MLS fans. Like, the 3252 in our whole stadium, like, that is – that's a different experience in itself. So, of course, you know, I'm so excited. Um, you know, and, I, and, of course, I want to play in front of them. I want to score goals and celebrate with them. Uh, yeah, I can't wait till that happens. Yeah. So, growing up, who, who, was your, who was your favorite player growing up? Growing up, my favorite player was Terry Henry. Okay. Yeah. Just- just because obviously he played the same position as you or yeah he was a nine and, and when I was growing up that was like he was the man I think a, a lot of people forget that he was he should have won a uh, you know a Ballon d'Or during his prime for sure I think he was robbed of one or two Ballon d'Ors because he was he was the best player on the world you know um, especially as a center forward how dynamic he was how strong he was how intelligent he was um, there was just a lot of things that I admired about Terry Henry growing up, and, and now he's a coach in our league. So hopefully, I'll meet him one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one of those uh, you're going to swap the jersey, ask for an autograph? <laughs> what are you going to yeah, do? I hope so. I hope so. We'll see when we play Montreal. Um, hopefully, we play them next year, and I'll, I'll get to to meet him because yeah, that was my idol growing up. Yeah, depending depending how bad you beat them, you you may want to <laughs> you may want to because he, yeah, he exactly. from what I know he tends to have a temper. He tends. Uh, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll judge the moment. I'll see how he is. If I see him really angry, I might just ask their kick guy or something for it. I might not go up to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So who who was your who was uh, let's get into the clubs. Obviously, we we know there's some big European clubs out there. Who was your who was or some of your top clubs going up watching them? Ars- Arsenal. 
would be the team, you know, I supported growing up. Um, that was mainly because of Terry Henry. I still supported them even after he left, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in all honesty, probably since then, I'm, I'm just a fan of the game. You know, I wouldn't say I have one diehard team. Um, I just like watching football, you know, to be honest, I'm just watching it all the time. I'm, you know, whether it's EPL, La Liga, Syria, you know, like I'm just watching a lot of soccer nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's early, obviously in your, in your career, um, especially here with LAFC and we obviously, we don't know what the future holds, um, but you essentially making a statement for yourself in this season. Uh, what are your aspirations? What are, what are your goals with this club individually and obviously for the team? Um, and so people can know what to expect of you, obviously, moving forward. Um, for the team, you know, the goal is to win MLS Cup. That's, that's um, you know, that we don't have any other goal. If we don't win MLS Cup, we look at the year as a failure. So, like, we have high standards in that aspect, uh, you know, as a team. And rightfully so. We have the talent. We have a lot of good players. So I, I don't think our standards should be anywhere else besides winning MLS Cup. Uh, you know, supporter shields and, and all the trophies. I feel like, you know, those, that's what we aim for. Um, individually, um, you know, I'm not one to talk and say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I just, I just want to show it, you know? So I feel like I'm learning a lot. I'm improving as a player and uh, you know, you know, hopefully you know, starting as a number nine on this team, I feel like I'll be able to score a lot of goals, you know? So wherever I, that ends up me having at the end of the season, we'll see. But uh you know, with this team, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. So I just want to keep playing, keep getting on the field. And I feel like the rest will uh, take care of itself. Yeah. And um, obviously, it's it's been a crazy year um, with you guys and the way things uh, have gone. Obviously, every every team has gone through some, some type of difficulties. Um, but like I said, there's also been some positives and you've been able to, to come out of this. Um, how do you see the matchup against Seattle? this playoff, this playoff, um, obviously you, you guys are going to have to go up there and it's been, it's been a, a difficult going up to Seattle and playing solid games to come out with that victory. How do you see this game playing? Cause as of right now, it looks like you guys are going to be out with, uh, with the four international international players. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you said, it, it's going to be a tough game. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not, you know, going up to Seattle, that's a tough environment. They're good at their home field. It's going to be cold. Um, but you know what? We're going to go out there and we're just going to give it our all. We're going to throw it all all on the line, you know. This is it. This is this is where the season comes down to, you know. So, um, you know, I knew and I knew that we were probably going to have to play Seattle regardless whether it's in the first round or, you know, later. We were going to have to meet them meet up with them eventually. And uh, you know, they knocked us out of uh playoffs last year. So now now I feel like we should return the favor. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's exciting, man. I mean, I'm excited. I know all of MLS is looking forward to that, to that matchup yeah. on, on November 24th. Um, but yeah, like, let's, let's get to know Danny a little bit more. Just get, get to know, obviously, I know you, you, you're new to LA. You, I've heard you say that you love LA, you love the beach. Um, what, what's, your, what's your favorite beach in LA so far? Santa Monica. It's close. <laughs> Santa Monica. I mean, I'm just getting here. We'll see. There's there's a lot of beaches here. Um, but so far, Santa Monica is the one that I that I frequently go to the most, just because it's it's a quick like 20 minute drive from where I live. So I'll just end up going there. Yeah, Santa Monica. Uh, you have any any favorite restaurants here in LA so far? You know what? Not really, because it's hard with COVID right now. With uh, mm-hmm. 
like these local that's actually i was just talking to my friends about it a couple of days ago. like i want to find the local restaurants here and like the local you know good spots to go to right now like if i'm going out i'm kind of just eating whatever it is like regular fast food chains or something like that but i want to find like that local place you know but and it's been hard with covid so we'll see hopefully when the the covid restrictions or whatever lighten up a little bit I'll be able to go explore a little bit more and uh, see, you know, what's good here. What, what would you suggest, man, for any local place? So it's funny know. thing you asked. I rec- I asked Bob Bradley if he had like a favorite Mexican place like a year ago and he he, he couldn't answer. He couldn't answer that. And then I, I gave him a list and a list, a top <laughs> 10 list. And he said he hadn't heard of any of those. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's one in Santa Monica. It's called uh, Casa, Casa Blanca. There's a Mexican restaurant there. Casa I think it's Blanca. one of the best Mexican restaurants on the West Side. I mean, there's, there's plenty all over all over the city but if you like santa monica um, there's there's one right right next to the pier and they have like the windows open i don't know if they're open right now um yeah yeah i, re- I definitely recommend that obviously if, right. if you like mexican food um but yeah, it's do, everywhere sure. even the food trucks i have you tried yeah. some of the food trucks man like yeah, i actually have there's there's one by my apartment i actually don't even know like what it's called but yeah i actually been stopping by the food trucks a little bit for, for some food as well and that's good but but then again, even the food trucks is a little inconsistent because of COVID. Like one yeah. time they're here and then like something happens and they're not here. So even that's a little bit hard. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your your, your pregame routine. Uh, when you wake up, what do you what do you eat? Obviously, you, you drive to the stadium. Give, give me your give me your from the start to the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> my pregame ritual is like I don't know if many people do it like this, but this is how I've kind of always done it. If it's if it's a seven thirty like night game, I wake, I sleep in usually, um, and then literally I'll eat breakfast, something, you know, whatever it is, like a bagel, have a banana. Uh, but then I literally for the rest of the day until I have to leave to go to the stadium at six, I just sit on my couch and watch TV. Like I just kind of try to do it because I know that once it hits seven thirty, you know. I'm going to be running. I'm going to be active. I'm going to be doing all, I'm going to be exerting all this energy. So what I like to do on game days is just nothing. I like to just chill. Yeah. Have my blanket sit on my couch and like watch a movie, watch shows. Like I just like to do, to do nothing because yeah, like I said, it's going to, cause I'll know later on that night, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to be running and you know, a lot's going to happen. Yeah. Any, any type of music you listen to before the game or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Like, regular music that i like just chilling to like when i'm driving i actually like country music that's like, like country something music. that's okay. grown on me yeah who's, who's an artist game, who, do, who do you got on the playlist uh luke combs is like one guy right now he just came out with an album i love him uh jordan davis um there's a lot man i got a lot of country artists that i like uh yeah luke bryan and there's a, there's a lot but uh those are just like when i'm chilling uh you know before a game uh I like hip hop though. Like I need something like fast beat, you know, to get me like pumped up. I can't listen to country music before a soccer game. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was gonna say. I feel like it's yeah. like, depending on the song, it's a little bit more 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 of a relaxing. Yeah, yeah. That's like when I'm chilling, driving in my car. It's like some country music. But yeah, before a game, it's like like hip hop, rap type stuff to get me pumped up. Who Who are some of the hip hop artists you listen to? Man, I I like like I like the old school too. But recently, Jack Harlow. I like Jack Harlow, um, Kanye, so not the new Kanye, but some of the old Kanye, the old Kanye, <laughs> yep, yep. Old Kanye. Uh, there's, there's a lot, man. Just, uh, logic. Um, yeah, those are just some off the top of my head. I yeah. just like, uh, let's talk about your cleats. What brand of cleats do you wear? I wear Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Yes. 
Why, why is it why, why Adidas over Nike or is it you've always wore, worn Adidas growing up? Yeah, I've actually always worn Adidas and uh, and I like them, man. They've been good to me. Those cleats, they've been reliable. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what will happen in the future, but as of right now, uh, I'm liking liking Adidas cleats. OK, team Adidas. I respect that. Um, do you switch? Do you switch to your cleats when you play on turf? Because I know a lot of players would switch because of the length of the turf. Mm hmm um not really i wear like uh firm ground cleats uh i'm not sure if you know what those are just like the regular pretty much regular cleats mm -hmm. some guys like wearing soft grounds on grass which is the metal studs um but i've always like since college um even the pros i always just wear firm ground cleats i, I don't like switching it for some reason maybe it's a little bit superstitious but like i, I just always like wearing firm ground cleats okay we're, we're gonna just do some rapid fire and we'll finish up here with you oh, so okay first question it's, it's going to be a tough one. Tacos or burritos? Burritos. Okay. Okay. I'm a tacos <laughs> man, but it's okay. I like we, both. I like both, but <laughs> I the extra burritos. Okay. Okay. I, that's, that's totally fine. All right. Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. Okay. Dodgers or Angels? Dodgers. Rams or Chargers? Rams. Okay. Okay, I guess I I think some people are gonna are gonna like those are gonna are gonna like those responses, man. You you've answered you've answered pretty pretty well, except the burrito one. I might have to give you a little, okay, okay. little bit of you know, criticize you because of that. Um, all right, give us a score prediction against Seattle. What's the score prediction? How many goals do you score? And you know, you guys move on to the next round. I'll say two one. I score one. And BWP scores one. Okay. That's my prediction. Okay. I like that. Oh, last last thing I, for, I forgot. Give me, give me, give, give me your top five. Cause you guys have so many forwards. I want to know your your top five. What are Danny Masevsky's top five LAFC forwards? LAFC forwards? LAFC forwards. Um Carlos, obviously. Um BWP, Diego. Um Brian, and could I include myself? For of course, number five? of course, of course. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you. <laughs> You're a like, forward, yeah. right? You're a of forward. Course. I didn't say yeah, striker. Yeah, yeah. I said forward. So yeah. I was trying to include everybody. Yeah, no particular order, but that was the top five. No right particular. There. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let that go. I'll let that go. Well, Danny, it's been great, man. It's been great getting to know you. Um, I know everybody from the Black and Gold. Really love your, your work ethic and uh, what you do and how you represent the team, how you re represent the black and gold. Uh, it's fun getting to know you, and hopefully a lot of people get to know you through this interview. Yeah, sounds good, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Gio. Yeah. Hey, man, well, best of luck uh, on the playoffs. Brooding for you guys to get the win. You know, go, go to the MLS Cup, you know, bring another champion back here to L.A. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm happy for you guys, excited for you, and best of luck. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Gio. Yeah, Danny, Danny Mazowski, everybody.